A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Today, it is my absolute delight to introduce a gentleman from India by the name of Keshav Gupta. Keshav, a very, very warm welcome to you, sir. Thank you so much, Paul. It's a pleasure to be here and I'm looking forward to the entire conversation today. Listeners, what we thought we'd talk about was, you know, something that's, um, you know, we've all got our views around what the world, what we think it should be or it shouldn't be. Um, one of the things that I hear very, very regularly, irrespective of people's thoughts, opinions, um, is it needs to be more balanced. So Keishav and I thought we'd say, okay, why don't we talk about creating a more balanced world? So what's it? One, two, three, five words, creating a more balanced world. So only a few words, Keishav, but my, isn't that monumental what we're suggesting there? Yes, absolutely. I, I think uh, uh, I, I love the fact that you you counted each of the five uh, when you uh, you were even balanced on that, you know, inherently on the statement. It's a it's a it's a very important thing. It's it's a need of the hour. And I think it's a, when you said what what are the different ways in which the world can be? I think balanced also has space for a lot of different ways the world can be. So, yeah. Uh, thank you for pick, uh, for the the topic. I think it's a great, great uh, topic, and I look forward to discussing it with you. Mm. So begs the question, begs the question, Keisha. Why do we need to create a more balanced world? You know, everybody, as I say, they've got you know an opinion, and I think we're in a however you want to label it. Certainly, a different phase of of, of life. The and certainly the last two years, irrespective of where we are in the world. I think it's fair to say that life's not quite been the same, um, you know, over the last couple of years or so. Um, so why? Why is it so important for us to to look to redress that balance, to create a more balanced world? I, I think that question sort of uh, needs uh, another question in itself. Uh, that is that is what was the balance or what is the balance or or both of them parallelly that that we are even trying to sort of look at it when we say why the balanced world or why the need so so i will i will go ahead and say that even beyond the two years that we are talking about of this very unfortunate pandemic the world i don't know where where it was in terms of its balance um, whether it's the climate crisis or the inequalities uh, conflicts and so on uh, so many of these issues have persisted now, I think, for a very long time. So now now just addressing the second part of it, why the need for a balanced world? I mean, uh, I think need itself, again, where, do we have, uh, firstly, to begin with, everyone's needs fulfilled? I don't think so. So I think, like, the word need itself really sort of draws me in 
and 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 i think the balanced world definitely needs to have the needs fulfilled to begin with and then moving to dignity and asp- aspirations of human beings so i think it's essential and uh, i think the final thing is that uh, whether it's any human being around us uh, or nature uh, balance also entails coexistence um, in itself so i think that's the need of the hour i've not even gone to what are the benefits of that collaboratively and so on so i'm i'm just trying to stay at a very fundamental level here mm. and paul i'd love to know what you think about it for me um kisha been you know kind of answering my own question and i've you know i've put this out there quite a lot so you know the last couple of years a lot has been made around this covid pandemic for you know for obvious reasons you know people have lost loved ones it's created it's created havoc in in you know in our global societies it really has as we know um we can all attest to a story of one degree uh, or another whatever that may be but i challenge that in the grander bigger picture so we've had the covid pandemic but what about a, a pandemic that's been with us since year 1 the fear pandemic So to answer my own question Kishav you know why why is there a need to create a more balanced world it's because there's far 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 too much dominating bullying fear in our world and that is the big one for me and let's start to address the fear pandemic you know because as as devastating and destructive as it's been the covid pandemic over the last couple of years and and please listeners i am not being insensitive at all to you know to anyone that suffered either directly or indirectly through their loved ones or however that dynamic may be but i i really do stress the point of this fear pandemic that grips us that paralyzes us as humans you know this 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 wonderful mechanism we've got called a mind and how it create you know how it can be a creator and a curse because it can take us into some very 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 dark unjustified places so any thoughts around that kisha Yes, uh, several, uh, for that matter. No, um, uh, firstly, like emphasizing again, and and definitely reiterating, echoing what you said about not undermining in any way the 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 significant damage this pandemic has brought, suffering on on people over these two years. And I think I'll go to that maybe sometime later in 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 our discussion, but. Uh, staying staying with this issue of fear um i think fear is is very deep rooted and very contagious um it it also has symptoms it has consequences it has after effects and uh, it also i think puts us in a cycle uh, of separation and uh, insecurity and it's it's self feeding it's self amplifying um it's self resonating it's a, it's such a complex complex um phenomenon itself uh, before i even call it a pandemic of any kind you know like a phenomenon so so that also if if i sort of reflect on it a little more i think that it it also comes from not knowing who we truly are uh, so if we don't know who we are we don't know what we need so then we start perceiving our 
wants for our needs um we address it by sort of accumulating a lot and i think that's when ownership um separation in terms of my versus yours uh, possession comes and i mean that's that's inevitably leading us to conflict so Mm-hmm. so so fear is the i think the the fuel also that that sort of fuels all of it for uh, for all this time and and um and and i think now when i say what we uh, we where we don't know ourselves where where i'm coming from is that i believe that uh, if we start seeing ourselves as human beings all of us and um and and sort of give up that insecurity uh mutually and together probably simultaneously if at all um like john lennon would say imagine so uh, i believe like fear can be sort of together get gotten rid of uh, pretty much like a pandemic as you said so circling back to you paul thank you for this question very interesting one mm yeah is it too simplistic to say it's a choice a conscious choice we make between fear and love because according to the beacles i mean you've quoted john lennon there apparently all we need is love yes uh, certainly uh, but but i think there are uh, in a in a yes in a in a deeper philosophical and metaphysical sense absolutely like uh, in a spiritual sense absolutely uh, uh, where where sort of i i i feel where it sort of falls short is again um, when when somebody suffering whether it's due to poverty or like crime or a hate incidents and you know uh, we have seen that that uh, if if somebody's these basic needs are also not being met and you know their their basic rights are not coming to them so so to to uh, so i think they 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 don't have so much space at that time to to be able to explore even themselves uh, the love within themselves because they're sort of so materially safe uh, facing survival issues so so i think it has sometimes it's it's issues but but maybe that's where the opportunity is uh, in the spirit of sort of towards a balanced world that if we are able to enable everyone to get there through through us through our efforts uh, us meaning all of us as human beings so i feel that and the same for nature um, and 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 flora and fauna all all of it so maybe that that's where like the love can can collectively operate uh, while it individually also sort of comes from all of us what do you do you think i'm making any sense here yeah yeah uh, but i mean the mo- the the most powerful point there i think you you raised uh, kishavis you know this kind of metaphysical the spiritual the you know dare i even say the higher level um philosophy of it absolutely but uh, you know as you as you contextualize that say well okay listen guys this is a really nice debate you know it's interesting but doesn't take me out of my pain doesn't take me out of my suffering doesn't take me out of my fear you know i've just lost my job i've just lost my marriage you know i've got three kids four kids i've got a house i'm you know i'm going to lose my house i'm going to lose my family and you're talking to me about philosophy and and that's something that you know i think that you know not certainly knocks on my door kisha from time to time and i say well you know i can only speak my own truth from the path i've trodden because i've come from that background of violence of addiction of darkness you know and all these real challenges and what i've found is to focus on love as a conscious choice as opposed to 
you know, fear and realizing that fear is, is a bully, is a bully. It's, it's useful, you know, going back to the old caveman days of being sort of chased by a saber toothed tiger, you know, eat or be eaten, so to, so to speak. So it has its part. But I think, you know, there again, with keep it in context, keep it in balance and don't let tail wag dog. So what do I mean by that? Don't let tail wag dog. I think the mind is to use that analogy. The mind is the tail. We are higher than the mind. We are more than the mind. We are the dog. So we will tell the tail when it's going to wag, not the other way around. The tail does not tell the dog. And I think that's a great way for me personally, Keisha, to say, let's be aware of this amazing mechanism we've got called a mind. But at the same time, don't let it bully you. Yes, I mean, uh, I, I think this this sort of uh, brings brings me to uh, something I read some time ago and I found quite powerful about uh, uh, about this concept of, you know, discriminative awareness. Um where where you you are um, you know in love uh, and you are love you are enabling that space for everyone you're creating facilitating that space through through your being and what you do for others so you can probably let them experience it and maybe transmit that through 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 experience i think because that's a more powerful teacher than words or philosophies or arguments uh, so so that's definitely one one thing that that one can do in terms of uh, that love but but i feel uh, more fundamentally uh, we 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 should recognize that yes like you said that there's mind but that 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 mind's operation should be inside the domain of love like love being a bigger circle and then there's a smaller circle inside that where is mind so so love is sort of the the ocean in which you know this island of mind is there and and uh, and that love can exist without mind also so uh, but but then again like uh, love uh, in action is where it ties in right to our sort of planet and society and and loved ones and everyone so i feel that their mind's operation is important um so yes, absolutely, we need to have it controlled, figured out, disciplined in every way. But at the same time, to dissolve it uh, completely when it's not needed, like to understand, to, to, to not forget where our intent should come from and our conduct should come from. I mean, mind otherwise, I think is a wonderful thing. It enables us to perceive, uh, feel, experience love as well. So, so yeah, I mean, that's, that's, these are my thoughts on it. Mm, interesting, yeah. Um, you know, and it brings in the needs as well, as you alluded to, and that, uh, well, the, the the six human needs, which I'm a great, ad, you know, Tony Robbins is great, um, I'm a great advocate of his six human needs uh, model, as, as our, you know, as our listeners will testify to, uh, Keishab. Um, I also want to bring in at this stage, before we move on, the question of self-love, because I've heard it say from purists that all you need is self-love. Mm, yeah, again, that's a nice philosophy, but you try telling that to somebody that's looking at, you know, at the bottom of the pile, looking up, the world's in tatters. Where do you get that self-love from? And I use the metaphor of the domino effect. So imagine a, a, a line of dominoes where you knock the first one over and then there's that ripple effect. and it just, 
So for me, I use that analogy, Keshav, to say, what will knock that first domino over? What will give that ripple effect? And that, for me, that, that, you know, that journey of self-love actually paradoxically starts with somebody putting their arm around your shoulder, either literally or metaphorically, to say, I believe in you, I trust in you, I care for you, I'm going to support you, even though you know, the chips may be down or whatever it is you're going through. And, you know, I think there's a lot of stuff out there where, we, you know, I'm certainly become mindful of it, where all you need is yourself. Mm, you know, for me personally, just be careful on that one is, is you know, something that I propound. Yeah. I, um, yeah. Like, I, I think self-love is um, really the starting point uh, in every way, uh, certainly, because uh, because it, it, it has two very powerful words which sort of sums up somebody's existence, you no, know, like self and love. So, uh, um, so when we look at uh, the word self, it's uh, self. It, 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 it's interesting when we start looking at self, are we able to see collectively like that self does not just mean my arms and my body and, uh, you know, my immediate family, like how do I see the interconnections in the world? Like, can somebody in India cause COVID in the US or, or you know, so on and so forth, how this pandemic has been? Or can somebody's pollution or my pollution affect somebody else? Um, I mean, the our world is today, especially all the more so, you, we aren't in a, in a hermit, right? So, like, to really first understand the complete essence of the self and then to understand that that self and love is, like, just phrases for probably the same thing and just like i need to treat anything that is within my body uh as a thing and i'm empathetic towards it um i need to do that for everyone else also so like uh but in order for you to do that first if you don't know what love is or you don't you haven't experienced love how will you give something what you don't know what it is like if i if i tell you to give me um gin you know um and and uh, you don't know what gin is because it's you haven't ever seen it before so how will you give me gin so that is where self love becomes so important that 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 becomes then the source of everything energy intentions uh, eventually when you act in the practical world and there's a very powerful uh, buddhist saying that if a monk is contemplating uh, his or her whole life like their whole life in a cave and they they come they they are able to generate even five thoughts uh, which are powerful enough from from their true being uh, they will change the world even if the monk is in that cave so and i and, and i think here just very quickly saying that uh, like jesus christ uh, is an example or gandhi for me is a good great example dr king is a great example of that like there are so many people Who've, who've really been sort of embodiments and have influenced people like me today. I, I can certainly say that for myself, uh, where where I, I I resonate with the love that they talked about and uh, understanding of the self sort of becomes central to that as well. And then love is the only natural path like uh, in, in, in that whole thing. So that's, these are just my sort of... Um, philosophical but like experiential reflections around it and mm -hmm. i'd love to know what you what what do you think about this yeah um i mean love is i've, I've come to understand after six decades on this planet and going from 
decades of being paralyzed in a very dark, destructive, fear-driven world that love is the answer. Love is the only answer. You know, how we go. And I look back, you know, and that comes in many ways, shapes and forms. You know, I think uh, and feel and know, Kishab, that from a personal point of view, um, because of, you know, whatever my level of awareness is deemed to be, um, and let's not offer any judgment on that because there is no judgment. It, it just is whatever it is. Um, coming to understand the power of love and the simplicity of love. And, you know, when I look back on my life and how many different ways that was shown to me and it's kept me alive. It really has kept me alive. Even romantic love meant so much to me at a time when everything was falling apart um brotherly love more latterly now through w uh, wgc world game changers you know it just could you know my love of my family my love of um the wgc family you know i don't i think it's a bit like the elements like the wind the rain you know whatever isn't that true as part of our fear as humans that we try and categorize we need to make sense we need to put it in a box what is it and I think once we learn to let go and that acceptance of it just is, and it's that knowing of how powerful and how guiding and how light it is in our lives. So you kind of just come to accept it without trying to rationalize it or intellectualize it, because it's a bit like the elements. You can't, you know, they're just there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I think you, you've put it uh very well uh, all 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 of this um, aspect I, I i think i agree on 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 all of these parts all that you've said i'm a little lost for words is why um, i i haven't directly made that comment so uh, so here i feel that uh, it's like this you know uh, you look at a flower and there is a beauty to that flower that you can perceive uh, that you feel and uh, then there is a descriptive beauty of the flower that it's symmetrical and it's uh, this color and it's this fragrance and so on so so it's it's like you said it's like the elements uh, uh, um, it's it's that natural and it's that it's it's right there and here i want to just bring in very quickly uh, an interesting thing about uh, the bible or any of these you know philosophical texts which are out there as well uh, that sometimes they say that they are being spoken in parables that you know uh, why does uh, why do they not contain simple truths but i think once you start experiencing love then you understand the simplicity of it like the simplicity of that truth in your life maybe not in words maybe those five words in that document may not help you but you will get it and then you uh, and yes it's it's an experiential thing because life at the end is an experience i mean you can't put it on a piece of paper and restrict it or define it and box it and think that that's it so and and nine like it, now approaching nine billion population nine billion different worlds uh, operating you know uh, in coexistence uh, along with all the flora and fauna and everything around us so there's a magic to it uh, maybe like uh, but but i'd like to believe that that's that's the entire harmony of it and love is like the source of it so so you're essentially connecting to yourself and your source paul do you, do you think it makes sense it makes perfect sense and and i love what you've said there connecting to source 
listeners, you've heard me say this so many times before and, and sort of no apologies for repeating it. You know, take a simple mobile phone, a great gadget, a super gadget. Well, the mobile phones these days are anyway. I think they do everything apart from cook the dinner. And I'm sure you can get an app that actually cooks the dinner. Um, <laughs> they're amazing things, but they're only as good as the source that's put into them. So what do I mean by that? So if it's not plugged into an external source, sooner or later, that internal battery will die and the mobile phone will become ineffective. And I think we are, as humans, are like mobile phones. We need to be plugged into an external source. For me, Keyshav, that is the most intimate relationship that we can enjoy, that we can experience in life. I think it's so personal and intimate that, uh, you know, these are just my own views, that it's really not up for discussion because that intimate relationship with with someone some people might call god some people might call it spirit the universe higher power whatever but irrespective of what that relationship is and meaningful to a person the point is without that external power given to us as humans we kind of we're very limited on how far we can go on our own power and for own power i mean ego uh, certainly and uh, here here i i also feel it's important to sort of uh, look at silence uh, in some sense about uh, uh, like how how this how in many many religions i think all religions they say that god is in silence and true the only silent like the only truth is silence and so on and many people now go on these retreats to experience silence uh when it's talking about the silences of silence of silenting the thought and that means um silenting your ego or like n not letting that operate or giving or detaching yourself from that but uh what i'm trying to say is that words are only as good as the the listener a and words are only as good as the entire vocabulary b and words are only as good as describing certain tangible things but that's not clearly life i mean the experience of life is definitely not in words and uh, that is why when we try to communicate that to anybody through verbal communication or written any of those kind of communication it 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 is only further away from the truth truth and like that truth of experience uh, of love and so on so so just like uh, i can't explain how it feels on a on a mountain during the sunrise i can only say these words to you but but what happens is that indicatively if you and i share a similar sort of a a sense of being we will all feel great when we and and again great uh, great again which which is unique to me and great which is to you but i think there are these connecting points while there are these unique individualistic points where where, where i where i'm trying to come from so so yeah I, I think that that shared experience once we recognize that i believe shared experience becomes easy and then you don't need words for it you can experience it and make some, let somebody else experience it and then experience it together so mm. yeah brings in keishav something i heard many uh, many moons ago from uh, the late uh, dr wayne dyer when he quoted those that know do not speak 
That's a great saying, isn't it? You know, but isn't it com uh, isn't it true that as as humans we're not comfortable with silence? It's very oh, few. Yeah. You know, we, we've got to say something after a you know, and uh, we've got to you know, and the mind's chipping in. It's like I really don't like this silence. I've got to I've got to nervously say something, even if it's not what I really want to say. Well, I didn't mean that. Well, why did you say it? Well, you know. Well, actually, no, I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think uh, uh, thoughts are faster than Usain Bolt or James Anderson uh, or, uh, you know, Messi. Um, they they just start like sprint off uh, mostly till the time we don't recognize that movement of thought. Uh, and uh, yeah, yes, uh, words are essentially now are also social behavior social emotional responses now they've got integrated into it that somewhere i i think we have all become very conditioned uh and obliged to to react uh, i don't even want to say respond actually react so um and and that that comes from words uh, i just want to say that it again these words can be violent words these can be words of kindness they could be words of anything but it comes in words and uh, yes, like silence and a sense of being um, is is important. So I think, yeah, patience is, I'm sorry, like if I'm introducing new words in this conversation, but then patience and um, that also comes in. And finally, I believe that many people, like when they're trying to exercise silence or, you know, practice silence, uh, they are trying to just... Uh, not uh, emit decibels you know uh, it's not the silence or quieting of mind because that's where the thought is coming from so i i remember listening to his holiness the lai lama some many many years ago about uh, how you need to start observing how that thought pattern is coming and once you start recognizing that it is a thought and not your reality itself it's it it becomes a little easier and certainly like that doesn't happen in two days that doesn't happen practically speaking in three days it has to be like a transformative event sometime but through practice at a pragmatic level i i believe people can can do that maybe um, do, do you think that there are any ways in which people can do that uh paul or is it not possible just so I'm clear, um, Keisha, to do to do what to to quieting quieting the mind and uh, not not confusing silence for the silence of uh, like verbal words, but rather silence being truly having a quiet mind from where unnecessary and any thoughts are not arising without our control. Like you talked about the dog and the the tail, so. Mm. Yes, one of the things, um, and you can put it, you can put it under the banner of meditation, but is raising awareness around breath, and you know, asking ourselves a very, very simple question: What is the most important thing in life to us? And it's breath, because without breath, there is no life. Okay, so now I've got that level of awareness. That very simple question: What is the most important thing? Breath. Let me observe my breath. Let me observe it. And as we lay there or sit there and the mind is chaotic and noisy and and it's, you know, it's an art um, and it's a discipline. 
that bit by bit by bit that noise it's a bit like turning the stereo down it's lively and loud to start with but bit by bit we get used we get used to sort of controlling it a bit better and it goes down another decibel and it goes down another decibel to the point where if there is noise and distraction it's fine we learn to observe that as an external noise and distraction rather than it's the tail that's wagging the dog so it is that observation of self-observation is key here Yes, absolutely. Uh, I think that's a very powerful practice uh, to to sort of uh, do observing the thought in that sense, and then uh, it also sort of starts making you question who is the observer, where it, where the thought is originating from, and when you're in that space. I mean, at another level of awareness, I believe. But I also feel that at the same time, just adding to what you're saying that. it is important to uh, i mean there's a story i want to just very quickly share about this uh, pigeon and a cat and you know the, the the cat was chasing the pigeon and the pigeon sort of went to a place and you know closed his eyes and then it thought that it sort of uh, like you know it became invisible when it's closed its eyes but <laughs> the cat was right there uh, outside and you know of course like uh, then the pigeon eventually transformed into breakfast for the cat uh, so so some so i just want to put a caveat as to, to what you're saying for our listeners as well here that that this does not mean ignorance this does not mean isolation this does not mean protective bubbles uh, when they, when when we say meditation it also means having a clearer life that means that if you're wronging somebody uh, in your life intentionally and setting some sort of a problem with somebody deliberately if you are not in control of your actions then it's it you may be able to meditate for whatever time but the moment you get out of it you're back right there and then you're back to square one and that meditation is a becomes a great exercise for health but certainly it's not really resolving anything you know it's just like closing your eyes as that pigeon so so uh, paul do you think uh, uh sort of that sort of also ties it into our actions every day like meditation plus action being the sort of a very effective tool or do you think it doesn't make sense and like meditation it, in itself can do that yeah it, no uh, i absolutely totally agree with a very valid point you know awareness is great but awareness on its own is just awareness without that action absolutely 100% agree with you you know we we are the the metaphoric pigeon um you know we do need to take action and real action you know pragmatic action based on the context of you know any situation we might find ourselves in at the, any given moment in time so you raise a very valid point there and that kind of i just want to you know touch upon kishav if we may so we looked at the the you know the the why of creating a more balanced world but how do we do that because we've kind of with that great question there or that great example you know of adding in the action we're, we're kind of into the how how do we create um and for the benefit of the listeners um i can see in kishav's background um 17 goals do you want to just want to give us a minute kishav to sort of um show us or tell us what those uh, you know a broad overview of what those 17 goals are in in that excellent poster in your background sure uh, sure paul uh, so uh, so yeah i mean uh, what you see in my background is uh, 
The 17 Sustainable Development Goals that were adopted by the United Nations in 2015. Uh, their deadline is now 2030, so we are effectively eight and a half years sort of away from, from that deadline. And they were uh, took over as Sustainable Development Goals from the Millennium Development Goals, which used to exist previously. But uh, I think touching upon the larger themes that we see behind me, um, each of these blocks represent certain critical areas uh, and then they've been numbered so so that worldwide it's easier for everyone to recognize it, mobilize themselves behind it and climate, gender, poverty, um, unemployment, uh, peace, education, uh, you know, pollution, things like and then th things like pollution, uh, health, all are these all these kinds of challenges. Uh, have been identified and they're not just some philosophical goals uh, you know that sometimes we just try to um, console ourselves or like validate ourselves with these things but they are measurable in every way and they're impact oriented so they're they're driven by the people they're created by the people uh, when in 2015 so they are also people's goals uh, but yeah like so so that's uh, that's that's all about um, what we see in my background and and uh, to all our listeners uh, please uh, I, I think my message at the same time around them for you will be uh, that you all have a place uh, to lead uh, movements and thoughts and uh, alliances and actions uh, um, on these goals I think log on to the UN website or just type the words SDG on Google and I think that's a great starting point and follow your passion in them wherever you can and yeah so like I, I think coming back now to to action and uh, uh, Paul I would love for you to actually I got so uh, engrossed in telling you about the goals that I lost track of the first part of your question so I request you to please ask that question again yeah it was I mean essentially um, summarizing really Keisha to say you know obviously the title the uh, the working title, call it what you will, the guiding title, creating a more balanced world. So we started off by discussing yes. why, and then I think where we've naturally led is is the how. And I think that really beautifully led into the 17 and obviously the, the question or the, the, the flag up pr that preceded that about awareness itself is not enough. It's a starting yeah. point, but it needs to be amalgamated with, with practical, good, solid action. And um, so that that was the thread that uh, yeah. we landed. Okay. okay, so thank you, thank you for clarifying that question. Uh, it's it's such a it. I think it is the question, like the question, right? How do we do that? And uh, and and while I try to address the how, uh, in in my understanding, limited understanding, um, I just want to give a good big shout out to everyone around the world who are. Uh, trying to do their bit uh, towards any of these issues, maybe not under these labels, but actually problems that are around you. So please, more power to you, keep at it. And um, like get in touch with all of us in case we can align with you together and do that with you uh, in a fun and enjoyable way. Uh, but uh, coming back to, uh, there, there are two parts to it, you know, sometimes in our sort of human arrogance, especially in the more like well-off part of the world, I'm not talking about any country per se, every country has well-off people and not well-off people in some sense or the other. 
people are suffering and they're all suffering in different dimensions but it is important to recognize in our awareness our own sufferings and uh, feel them once uh, try to see and connect with everyone else to recognize that how we are suffering they're probably also suffering uh, and and these SDGs uh, behind me they provide maybe a good uh, practical framework to recognize somebody's hungry somebody's out of a job as you had mentioned as an example somebody is displaced because of climate they somebody lost their loved ones I mean uh, just paying tribute to uh, all the victims of the 9-11 attack also you know we are we are talking Paul you and I at uh, literally like the 12th uh, the 20th anniversary of that sort mm -hmm. of uh, incident and uh, to to see that how do we change the world begins with understanding who we are because when we say how do we we is a very important bit once we understand that and we understand the world in reference to us then we know how to act uh, and then again then we have pragmatic things at our um, at our disposal science and technology human beings who are intelligent in all domains so nothing is impossible in that in that regard but to to but so that these solutions don't create problems tomorrow uh, right because that's another problem that we have like half of our problems are today are because of what we thought solutions like maybe some decades ago to consumption and that's why we have plastic or pollution right so so how if if they are coming from a genuine source of love i think we will have more sensitivity patience diligence in, in, in thinking these th things through and not be just driven by a, you know the profit motive how we are sort of taught that utilitarian school of thought from Bentham as the only thing sometimes people forget that look there's more to life than just profit or what I will get like quid pro quo but that quid pro quo like the balance has to be understood in a far deeper existential way as humanity and nature together uh, so that's the first part and then that is the only way you can truly inspire and mobilize others you know some people want to act they lack the courage uh, so so your courage can help them in that sense some people lack guidance your your expertise can help you there some people lack resources maybe if you can mobilize uh, provide them where you have not at your your uh, cost but to start understanding what your truly means is like the starting point so 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 that's a very powerful way of probably for me that sort of keeps me going every day and and i see that that uh, it also helps me personally give up the the pessimism pessimistic uh, viewpoint that everyone in the world is out there to harm me uh, or everyone in the world is out there to uh, 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 to to destroy the world so i just want to make the last point in it and then to also recognize sometimes you know then we create once that happens a sense of self-righteousness starts setting into us and that is also very dangerous because then we start alienating and judging uh, which was the whole point initially right so so to start seeing that for instance if it's a corporate company we, we, we collectively say let's just uh, it's a corporate body but what is that corporate body it's a set of people who are working together that's it I mean the rest of it is just uh, like you know things objects uh, resources but but it's corporate bodies people governance is people um, victims are people like perpetrators are people but to recognize that when people and humans and animals when they're when violence is met to them or depravity is met to them it is 
a, a hurt to genuinely all of us you know i think dr king said that a, or somebody uh, said very importantly that a crime against one person is a crime against the entire humanity or uh, or you can't have i mean there are several wise things around these th- these kind of things about justice being a critical part of peace so you can't have a unjust and a peaceful world parallelly together anything that that is oppressive and not peaceful and just merely is peaceful at its you know uh, like periphery so superficially peaceful so and and frozen conflicts again are not solutions so so fundamentally certain things have to change and uh, yeah so 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 yes uh, and and it's interconnected so it's not like i will change and that changes the whole world that will probably do well for my life <laughs> if i change but uh, but in a in a larger picture of it truly every person is significant important in every way and 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 again that is the spirit of uh, the sdgs as well last thing paul like about le- uh, leaving no one behind uh so leaving no one behind is really the message in it for me that also resonates while that's impa- while it's measurable and everything that leaving no one behind not just in terms of victims uh but leaving no one behind in sense of solutions as well everyone needs to lead solutions it's not like you and i can only solve this uh, crisis that sort of falls the whole world so everyone has to move collectively that's the only way we move together so yeah paul what do you think I think we're coming towards the end. Uh, I want to ask you a big question, Keisha, to close on. But before I do that, um, I want to invite you in to share your contact details. You know how people can reach out, find out more about you, the amazing, amazing work that Keisha does. Listeners, it, believe me, is well worth having a look into. We haven't even scratched the surface or mentioned any of that. You know, we've been so engrossed in our kind of in our dance around. you know <laughs> the topic of creating a more balanced world um so keisha what are your contact details please uh so uh, so uh, my, our contact details is uh, so i lead the organization named the dais and uh, the dais.co.in t h e d a i s.co.in and i'm sure uh, i hope paul will put these uh, in the descriptions as well for for our listeners yeah. but that's that's our website and um, we are on all all digital media platforms linkedin uh, facebook instagram twitter so and 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 yeah so you can google me and you can find me very easily my number everything's on the internet uh but if you still want to reach me on my personal email keshav gupta that's my name and 17 in digits at gmail that's my gmail id so so that's my contact details and uh, and all all of you are welcome to reach out in any way uh, whether it's professional or a personal reflection i'd be very happy to learn more about you as listener so uh, yeah i i'm very happy paul thank you for for having me here so before the big question so that's my yeah that that's the bit brilliant thank you keisha um and and as you know as keisha have said listeners um his bio uh, and his contact details will be in the podcast show notes as as they always are so the big question then keisha i want you to imagine we've just met in a hotel reception and we then get into a lift to go up to the next floor so the lift is going to be 30 seconds um up to the next floor and I'll probably go metaphorically left you'll go right or whatever we may never even see each other again but I say I kind of say to you oh do you know what Keisha it's been absolutely fascinating to have met you and thank you for sharing some of your insights 
oh, by the way, I heard you, I heard you, you know, mentioned the power of music. You're a bit of a music guy from what I'm picking up. Just give me a line from a song that would sum up everything that we've spoke about. It could be any song, and I know you're a bit of a Beatles uh, <laughs> fan. I'll use the word fan, but something that would give us context in 30 seconds or less, Keyshav, around creating a more balanced world. Because I've got one to finish off with myself, but I'd like to invite you in first to see if there's anything um, that appeals to your musical um, your musical energy, because isn't it true, listeners, that music is so, so powerful for getting messages out in our world? Uh, this is uh, this is a very, very tough question uh, because I, I listen to a lot of music and uh, definitely that's, that's something that's uh, for me a very integral part, whether it's listening to music or playing music on instruments and singing. But uh, I my uh, whatever my sort of thought would would have been on a on a given day but uh, i think currently i'm going to steal paul's for now i'm i maybe because that's just resonating in my head for a while now that is i heard from him the other day and again like going to beatles that all you need is love so <laughs> uh, sorry paul if if that's the one that you are probably <laughs> going to mention too but but it's I'm already crediting you for it. So, uh, yeah, like it just stuck me. So, uh, uh, but uh, but let me just uh, also also say that there's a there's a song. Uh, I'm forgetting the name of the song, but it's by this band called Tool. And it's it's it says we are will and wonder, you know, um, like uh, like a wonder. So we are we are both will and we are wonder. So so for me, like. I think the message to everyone is that we are magical, uh, and yet we can be willful in that. In that, so so yeah. I uh, but but uh, all you need is love. Is 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 what my first preference would be from uh, mm-hmm. from your like the love that you transmitted. Let's say through your words and your uh, how you facilitated and how we talked. So yeah. Superb. Thank you, Keshav. And I just want to kind of as we start to. To sign off, listeners, I want to share um, just a, a couple of lines, 20 words to be precise, um, not that that's got any relevance at all. And it's from the USA for Africa, 94, when um, these iconic lyrics, there comes a time when we heed a certain call and the world must come together as one. There are people dying, and it's time to lend a hand. There's just hopefully enough in there, listeners, as a taster, to go on YouTube, check that out, because 94, I mean, how long ago was that, Kishab? Uh, uh, six, to 27 years ago. It seemed yes. like 27 seconds ago. But I'll leave our yes. listeners with that thought, um, and to say thank you so much, for the excellent uh, conversation we've shared, the the energetic dance. Listeners, I hope you found it, you know, at least interesting, if not informative and helpful. So uh, I sign off as I always do by saying, remember, the world's changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. 
Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond 